And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Award, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Indeed I am. Here I am, everyone. Thank you so much, John Bon Jovial and your legend. And thank you, audience, or as we are thinking of calling you, legendary listeners. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you back here with us for another hour of music and talk with some of the greatest upcoming indie artists in the world. And we have got a pair for you today, a couple of lovely young ladies who we'll be talking to very shortly. But first, we want to turn you on to this young gentleman from Ireland. His name is Pete Gardner, and here he is doing a cover of Bruce Springsteen's I'm on Fire. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go away and leave you all alone? Now you, I got a bad desire. Oh, 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 I'm on fire. Tell me, pretty baby, is he good to you? And can he do to you the things that I do? Now you, well, I can take you higher. Sometimes it's like someone took a knife, baby, edgy and dull Cut a six-inch valley through the middle of my skull At night I wake up with a sheet soaking wet And a freight train running through the middle of my head Only you could cool my desire based singer or songwriter originally from Northern Ireland. He's now signed with the indie label The Animal Farm Records, along with our longtime friends Wild Horse. During the COVID lockdown, he hosted online singing gigs, singing original tunes himself, as well as a diverse selection of covers, including uh, a little Springsteen. When you hear his original music, I know you're going to be impressed with his lyrics, which some have called Border on Modern Social Poetry. His music sits well with his influences, who coincidentally are Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen. 
Pete Gardner is a singer-songwriter whom I think you definitely can call one to watch, and I hope that we can get him here on the show because I'd like to I'd like to hear a little bit more from him. What you think, John Bon Jovial? Oh, I like it very much. I especially like the way he uses a juxtaposition of minor chords to go up against the major chords on his guitar. I do play guitar poorly, but I have an appreciation for what he's doing, and his voice lends kind of an ethereal character to it as well. I personally feel that Mr. Springsteen would probably like what he does. I wouldn't be at all surprised. And, uh, yeah, he does take a song that is really a classic Springsteen song and virtually makes it his own. Uh, As you said, the instrumentation, the chord patterns, and his own vocal interpretation of it, I was really impressed, which is why y'all are sitting here listening to it. And, yes, I will be pursuing to see if perhaps we can get him here on the David Bowers Awards. What's new in John Bon Jovial land? Well, we are going right straight into summer. If you take a look at the NOAA weather maps, you will see that there are three disturbances now, two in the Atlantic, one in the Gulf of Mexico, and, of course, this being the start of hurricane season and Florida being, like, right there in the center of it all. It's kind of like the old South Park line from Jimbo where it says, it's coming right for us, and hopefully it's not. But, yeah, a lot of rain, a lot of mosquitoes, a lot of hot temperatures. That, that's what you expect this time of year. We're on track to have a pretty good summer here, and hopefully we'll be getting away into cooler climes later in the summer. But, uh, you know, if not, we are here in Florida, and uh, there's worse places to be, I will tell you that. You got that right. Absolutely correct there. And I did see uh, those uh, disturbances in the Atlantic. I noticed this morning that uh, one of them, they say, has a good chance of becoming Hurricane Bonnie. And we'll have to keep our eyes on that. Right now, we're going to keep our ears on the music and thank Kitty Bingo, our house band who perform our introductory theme every week. Good old Texas rock and roll. You can check them out online, kittybingo.com. Also, We want to salute our friends at Rochester Free Radio, our flagship radio station, FM 106.3 WRFZ in Rochester, New York, with uh, Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble Show that rumbles in here right after the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio on Saturdays, followed, of course, by Armin Spins. And both shows come up with some great rock and roll, some serious rock and roll, including a bunch of stuff you might never have heard of before and will definitely wonder why you never heard it before. Check them out on rochesterfreeradio.com online. If you're listening in Rochester, New York, you'll find them on your dial at 106.3. Rochester Free Radio, WRFZ FM 106.3. We thank them very much for carrying the David Bowers Awards every week, and we love our Rochester listeners. We also love... Great indie talent, and I'm telling you, we've got a couple of flowers that have budded that I think are going to bloom into serious music celebrities in the not-too-far-distant future. We heard Wild Horse about seven years ago, believe it or not. It's been that long. We heard them, and we said, these guys are going to make it, and so they have, and they're still building an audience and a sound. They've signed with an indie label. I think these young ladies that you're going to hear today are going to be right behind them 
in climbing up the ladder of success. Our first young lady goes by the name of Chrissy Gammon. We're going to talk with her right after we listen to her tune, Forbidden Love.
Chrissy Gammon, Forbidden Love. Hello, Chrissy. Hello. How are you? <laughs> there you go. We're doing just fine. How are you, Chrissy? I'm doing great. We're glad to have you here with us, and we just can't wait Thank to learn you. more about Chrissy Gammon. Now, you started <laughs> you started your music at a very young age, didn't you? I actually did, yes. Um, I started singing when I was about seven. I got uh, kind of bullied into doing a talent show when I was at seven, and oh, <laughs> I did it, and from then on, it was like, okay, I like this. <laughs> It'll either hook you or scare you away. There's no middle ground. Yeah, no, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I immediately tell. went back to my pastor, and I was like, can I sing on Sunday? <laughs> and <Yeah>. he let me. <laughs> and I think they're probably glad they did. I know we are because you're developing into a really, really good singer, and I can tell by your personality talking with you, you're also developing into an entertainer as well, and that's a great combination that bodes a good future for you. John Bon Jovial, come on in here and say hello to Chrissy. Thank you. Well, hello there, Chrissy, and and, uh, I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but you and I are neighbors. I'm just across the alley from you in Naples. I heard, yes, I did hear that. Very nice. (laughs) I've actually never been over there, but, you know, one day. <laughs> no, you need to you need to come over here and you need to perform. Uh, there is quite the uh, music scene, the indie artist music scene in Fort Myers, just up the road, about twenty miles from here. You can uh, get over here, perform for a couple of nights, and of course that would give me the opportunity to come and see you because I'm very impressed with what I just heard with Forbidden Love, and I've got to tell you, I really like it. I, I hear kind of a, a Susan Tedeschi quality to your, your singing there. Uh, I, I love that bluesy feeling, and I love that laid-back orchestration that you've got in it. And I would Thank like you. to know, where did you come up with the idea for the song and to do the song the way that you did? Well, uh <laughs> Going back to, you know, how this all started is my, the producer that I was working with before, um, he just basically told me, Chrissy, you can do this. So just sit down and just start writing. And I'm like, okay. He's like, just take stories from your life and just start writing. And I'm like, okay. So I actually wrote this driving into work one day. pulled over to the side of the road and it just hit me and I started singing it into my phone and trying to come up with some kind of lyrics, you know, the melodies and everything. And it just blossomed when his son took over with the producing of the song. And I was like, I want something towards like, you know, the old days of Crystal Gale and Dolly, Bonnie Ray. Barbara Mandrell, I want something supreme, you know, something like that to uh, kind of bring modernized but good old, you know, at the same time. And we just kind of came up with this and just went from there. And you've named, you've rattled off some names that, as far as I'm concerned, are just goddesses amongst women. (laughs) Uh, Bonnie Raitt, I've seen Bonnie Raitt three or four times. She's wonderful. Uh, Barbara Mandrell, I've never had the pleasure of seeing, but I've always been a huge fan of hers. Uh, one that I did get to see many years ago was Tammy Wynette, and she just floored me with the way that she just 
stood there and wailed and did it in such a profoundly wonderful fashion. And I hear a little bit of, I don't know if it's Tammy Wynette specifically, but I hear a mixture of qualities from some of the women that you just mentioned in your voice. And if you, you have, if you genuinely have that and can take advantage of it, then you can go far. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, as a kid, I loved Crystal Gale. That was one of my favorites. I even tried to grow my hair out as long as hers was. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the hair that went all the way down to the yep. end of where it went down to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as long as it could go. That's what I wanted. I wanted hair like Crystal Gale. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's the story of it. I mean, it's 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 been a journey. It's been fun. Um, it's interesting. It's definitely a different side from where, you know, just singing, you know, other people's songs. This has been, you know, an exciting chapter in my life to kind of learn to create and to bring that creative, you know, energy out, you know, and, and be able to explore. Well, I, I can agree with John on, on his analogies, and especially the comparison with Tammy Wynette, because while you do not exude her style, obviously there's nothing wrong with that. You want your own style. But I do get the hint of the Wynette vocal power every now and then. You've got a, you've got a powerful voice, and I think as you grow even more uh, and explore that, you're going to find some good use for it. Now, while we're name dropping, I want to carry it one step further because uh, I did some homework. At the age of eight, you started singing solos, and then you went to church, and then you went from there to leading the youth choir. You did musicals and then on to adult choir, but the point I wanted to dig out is your pastor was a very interesting fellow by the name of Wayne Cochran, which uh, many people may remember from CC Riders. You had an amazing journey with an amazing uh, guide along the way. Yeah, I really did have, I was really blessed with that because I grew up actually with his grandkids. So, you know, we were all like um, an extended family. We were all very close, all the kids that went to the church and the youth. And I was, very lucky to every, you know, Sunday to see him up there performing and sometimes performing with him. And, you know, we had a staple in our church where he would get up there and he changed some of the words to it. But um, I don't know if you know, Hold On by Sam and Dave. Oh, yes, absolutely. Hold On, I'm Coming. Yeah, he <laughs> that was like a staple. <laughs> he would get up there and do the James Brown moves, and we would all dance around. Oh, wow. and, you know, <laughs> so, making me wish I yeah. could have been there for that. <laughs> Between the two of you, absolutely, that would uh, that would be enough to get most any living, breathing person to come to church. I mean, come on, Mel. <laughs> yeah, I was but, I was very, 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 very lucky to have uh, been around him and around his family and, you know, just the influence of the gospel and the R&B and the soul and, you know, and stuff like that. It was just, it was, it was great. (laughs) It was great. And a great influence on you as well. And uh, something you can carry on through your, your life and your career and include in your biography later when you decide to sit down and write your autobiography. Now I know (laughs) 
I know that you had another experience that was a, a bit of a paradox in not accomplishing something that you wanted to accomplish. You actually did accomplish the big step that you wanted to accomplish. Tell us about your audition for American Idol and where that led. Well, you know, for years of my stepmother in Oklahoma, she's been, oh, my gosh, you need to you need to go for American Idol. You need to go for American Idol. And, you know, I just like, okay, yeah, whatever, never did it. And when COVID hit, you know, nobody had anything else better to do. So I was like, okay, let's do it virtually. <laughs> so sure, why not? <laughs> Sure, why not? I got nothing better to do. <laughs> so I got to get with my vocal coach to kind of warm up the vocals and get the instrument going back, you know, dust out all those cobwebs. And, you know, we I did the audition. I did not get in, and I sent her the audition. And I was like, oh, you know, it went great, but I didn't get in. But that's okay. It's not a big deal. And she's like, okay, hold on. So she calls me out at 30 minutes later and says, oh, my friend who's a producer in West Palm Beach, he wants to see you. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yes. So I went and I saw him, and that's how it happened. <laughs> He's just well, like, okay, I like you. We're going to start working. <laughs> your producer, Mr. Robert Norris, uh, is another name that's uh, pretty well-known in the business. He's had some other clients that, uh, I don't know, Probably, John Bon Jovi, you might have heard of a couple of the uh, people he's worked with, a guy by the name of Billy Joel, and you're going to love one of these other ones. He also worked with some clown named John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. We we still keep waiting for the cease and desist letter from Mr. Bon Jovi, but (laughs) (laughs) so far far we're safe. (laughs) So far, John Bon Jovi. What I hear is a pretty nice guy. (laughs) That's what I've heard, too. He's worked with some pretty good ones, and when he told me, he didn't tell me until after we had already started working together, and he's like, oh, you know, by the way, and he started it out by, oh, I'm going to have you use uh, Christopher Palmer's microphone. Only Christopher Palmer's ever, you know, sung in this or talked in this microphone, and I'm like, what? Who? Christopher Palmer's sound of music? (laughs) He's like, yeah. I'm like, who else have you worked with? He's like, oh, you know, Billy Joel, Rod Stewart. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, you have and I'm defi- like, you just little old me. <laughs> you have definitely started your biography uh, with an album named Dear Diary. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You've got, you've got quite a story already to tell. And uh, I yeah. know that your desire has always been to be successful in music. And that is... One of the things that we pride ourselves on here on the David Bowers Awards, we try to give emerging indie artists one more stage to present themselves, to get heard by some more people, make some new fans and followers, and hopefully along the way open some doors for them too. I think that you've got a few doors that are going to be opening for you because you have obviously shown not only the talent, but the fact that you can get this talent across to the people who matter in the business. That's a, uh, that's a pretty good thing. Now I know Robert Norris passed away in 2021, but his son Robbie took up working with you after that. How's it been working with his son? It's been great. I mean, he's, he's based out of New York actually. So it kind of gave me the opportunity to actually travel (laughs) because I've never been to New York. So that was interesting. Um, 
yeah, I, I called up my sister and I'm like, Shauna, you got to go with me. <laughs> so <laughs> flew it to New York both times and kind of had trip. sister time at the same time. Yep, road trip, girls, <laughs> girls weekends. And, you know, just had some good old times hanging out in the studio and then afterwards, you know, explore New York together. So that was fun. He's an amazing creative person. I mean, he just brings out things that I didn't even think about or, you know, it's like he's like inside my head kind of thing. So I've been really, really lucky with, you know, him and my guitarist that's on the album, Sean, amazing, amazing. I would just be like, okay, let's do it like ding, ding, ding. And he's like, oh, you mean like this, boom, 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 and play the chords. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is exactly what I was thinking. So, yeah, I've been pretty lucky with uh, finding the right crew, thanks to Rob, you know. I mean, I think he's looking down on me in heaven saying, go, girl. <laughs> you got well, you're this. Def- <laughs> you are definitely doing this. Now, let's back up a little bit for a little bit of background in the time we have left here. We've already covered pretty much how you started singing and how you got more deeply into music. What about your personal life? Now, you came from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you were raised in South Florida. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, your home life, and family. Well, I came here from Tulsa when I was about six. Uh, Grew up in South Florida. I went to, my life was all church, all church. My my mother and stepfather were um, very big in the church. We probably went six days a week to church, if it wasn't church services. It was something else. On the the summers, I was in church, you know, helping with vacation Bible school and everything. So everything in my life centered around church. So, (laughs) you know, all the kids, again, as I said, that I grew up with, you know, including Pastor Wayne's um, grandchildren, they kind of became a family. We're still kind of family. Um, We're still kind of close. I have some really good friends, as I said, that are still, like Brashana, I call my sister that we grew up since we were seven years old. She's my rock. She's an amazing, amazing person. Besides church, I would go after church, you know, I would go to karaoke. You know, that's basically all I did with music and just tried to boost up my career. So I kind of pushed music aside for a little while and kind of gave up on it chased my dreams for a little while, and then, you know, I didn't fit into the image here in South Florida back then. It was kind of like if you didn't fit into a certain image or the pop scene, then, you know, country wasn't really all that huge back then. So I just kind of pushed it aside until 2020. (laughs) (laughs) You sure made some beautiful noise since then, to borrow a title from Neil Diamond there. How does your family feel about your career? Oh, my family in Oklahoma is extremely supportive. My family here is very supportive. My friends, everybody, they're just, they're rooting for me. And, you know, I'm constantly getting, oh, look at this. Look who commented on this. And look who did this. And, you know, I, my, my brother-in-law actually is the one that put me in touch with my marketing manager, who is fantastic. So I've got a good support system. <laughs> that helps. As a matter of fact, it's very important that, uh, that you do have that support system for a number of reasons. One, just to get started and keep you, you know, 
keep you having that drive. And two, this can be a rough business at times, and, and you're going to get some negatives. I'm sure you've already you've oh, yeah. already experienced them somewhere along the way, and you just have to be able to ride with it and overcome them. And, and it's like a speed bump in the road. You just go over the bump and keep on going. Absolutely. And, uh, you have got an excellent start. You've got a great sound. One of the things that we love about this show is being able to follow our guests after as they move on, follow them down their career, see how they're growing. And we've had many artists have come back on the show and uh, we get to see how they grow and flower as a talent as well as as a person. I want you to remember now that you're part of our family. Stay in touch with us <laughs> because you. we want to know what's going on. You'll always have a place here on our stage. And before we let you go, one last thing. Mm-hmm. This is your chance to sell yourself now. Tell the folks how they can find you online, how they might be able to contact you, and, of course, how they can get your music. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I'm available on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. I also have my own YouTube channel, which I try and put content on, but I'm not the greatest of that. So <laughs> I do have my music on there. Crazy You'll learn. I know. need to have somebody do that for me. And then I also have Facebook, Chrissy Gammon, 918. It's Chrissy, C-R-I-S-S-Y. My aunt did that, and I've stuck with it. Instagram, Twitter, both of them are Chrissy Gammon, 918. And that's how you can follow me. <laughs> okay. I, I just have to ask. The 918 means? 918, Oklahoma. Ah, gotcha. I might, be, I might have been, you know, my art is always in in Oklahoma, even though I'm South Florida girl, in a way, I'm still my country girl, too. So I, I love know, Oklahoma. <laughs> I know what you mean. Now, in the few moments we have left, tell the folks about your current hit, the one we're going to play next, Fall Into You. Yes, my current song came out in was released on June 30th, called Fall Into You. And that is kind of a love song for when you first fall madly in love with somebody and all you want to do is be around them and just fall into their eyes, fall into their voice, you know, just everything. And they're just, their love and everything is just envelops you. So that's kind of the idea of the song, Fall Into You. Um, Right now I have, it's been less than a month so far and it's over 32,000 streams of the song. So it's doing pretty good. The followers are pouring in on on all the platforms and on Facebook. So I've been very, very, very blessed. Fantastic. And uh, we played the song here a couple of weeks ago. You got some instant response, so we wanted to have you come and join us. Talk to us about yourself, your music, and so we can get to know you. Please do keep in touch. We always want to hear from you. Thank and we you. look forward to having you back again sometime in the future. Thank you. You're very welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, it's called Fall Into You. Here she is, Chrissy Gammon. Shine down, kissing my face. 
Fall into you. Really nice. John Bon Jovi, what you think? The girl's got it going for her. She really does. She's got a beautiful voice. She puts passion into it. And she also has somebody helping her out because the instrumentation to me is just top notch. Absolutely. She definitely has a good team working with her. And uh, we wish her all the very best as we do our next guest, Amory Shea. And she's going to be talking with us very soon. But first, we're going to listen to Rescue Me.
rescue me. I'm Mary Shea. Come on in here and say hello. Hi, how are you? Doing well, thank you. So glad you could join us here today, and thank you for doing that. It's a pleasure to have you here, and I apologize for having mispronounced your name, but uh, hey, we'll get it right sooner or later. Oh, how that's all right. You... Everyone mispronounces it on the first try. <laughs> is, is that a, uh, what do I want to say, is that a natural name, or is that something that was created for you? It's a natural name. Um, uh, my mom uh, created it out of uh, two of my grandmother's names. She mixed them together, kind of. <laughs> one of oh, them's wow. name is Anne, and one of them's name is Marie. So she put them together. Wow, that is that is terrific. That that is a wonderful idea. I never thought to do that with my kids. That's that's something special there, and uh, I'm glad I asked and had you explain it. But you're a pop rock singer and songwriter. You're from Texas, and you've been doing this for quite a while. Yes, sir. I actually started out in country music, but uh, pop rock has always been where my heart is. And uh, I started performing around at different places when I was 12, and I've been doing it ever since. But I started out in musical theater uh, when I was six. Wow, in musical theater at the age of six. That must have been some kind of an experience for you. Do you remember how you felt back at the beginning when you first stepped on the stage? Oh, I loved it immediately. <laughs> ah, okay. A I've true, always loved an audience. So <laughs> a true showman and performing. performer. Fantastic. Yes, as, our, as our previous guest, Chrissy Gammon, also did. John Bon Jovial, come on in here. Enjoy the conversation. Well, absolutely. Amory, welcome to the show. We are so glad that you're here with us, and I, I really do mean that. Uh, but you just kind of uh, piqued my interest with the mention of musical theater. Are you talking about stage productions like, uh, oh, I don't know, Chorus Line or uh, Pirates of Penzance, or is this something more focused to the, uh, the pop rock or rock and roll themed kind of a play? Um, it was children's musical theater. Um, I did um, a whole bunch of different uh, local plays there. Uh, I actually even wrote a play and won first place in a contest there uh, And when I was seven, and they put the play on there. So it's really a mixture. They did a bunch of things. They put on Frozen one year. Okay, so it's more of a contemporary-based thing, more of a dealing with popular trends, and it would be the, the the classic stereotypical musical. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, that's great because hopefully something like that will be, in 30 years, be considered the standard for the industry, much like what I just mentioned is today's standard of the industry. Everybody has to evolve. You have to move forward because if you don't, then you're just going to be stagnant and not go anywhere. So I think that's great that you've done that. Do you have any aspirations, now that you're a little older, to continue in this vein in the future to produce any kind of a, a musical sometime to go along with your musical career now? Well, I've actually thought about that a lot, and uh, I heard y'all earlier uh, talking about New York, uh, and that's one of the places I would really love to go uh and uh, maybe even make a career out of that side of my musical abilities. Wh where I really want to be is a mainstream 
uh, pop rock artist, but if in the future something presents itself, I would love to do uh, something like that again also. That's great. The wonderful part of it is that like our prior guest today, uh, Chrissy Gannon, you felt what you wanted to do and you pursued that. You started in country, but you wanted to get into more pop rock and you did it. And I really feel, as do many of the people in the business that we've spoken with, that you have to love what you're doing. You have to want to do it and love what you're doing if you're going to be a success in this business. And you have you have laid a good groundwork. You have the right attitude, and you're doing what you want to do. It's paid off already. You got your first JMA win, uh, what, last year, the Songwriter Achievement okay. Award. You're an 11-time Red Carpet Award nominee in Holland over the last few years, and you actually took home Christian Song of the Year for Me and God. That must have been it. It must have been really an experience when you found out that you had won the Christian Song of the Year. Yes, sir. Uh, I actually wrote Me and God are There for uh, my uncle who has lung cancer. Oh, God. And, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, it's all right. Thank you. I wrote it for him because he hid it from the family for a long time. And so uh, whenever he finally told us, I wanted him to know that he's not alone because me and God will always be there for him. Beautiful. And so That's beautiful. I played it for him, and uh, he loved it, and now it's his ringtone. That's, but, that is really awesome. Uh, and it shows that in addition to your other talents, you also have a lot of heart. That's a That's a beautiful thing to do. Now, I note that you have a great fondness for many of the great all-time rock bands, and I know John Bon Jovi will be listening to your answer to this. So what are some of your favorite all-time rock bands? I love Queen. I love Bon Jovi. I love um, Led Zeppelin, uh, just everything from the 70s, pretty much. I just love it, 70s and 80s. Okay, I can relate. John Bon Jovio and I are, are both antiques. Our roots go back deeper than that, uh, which is a polite way of saying we're old. But <laughs> speaking of old, you just had a birthday recently, did you not? Yes, sir, I did. I just turned 17. Congratulations, and on behalf of John Bon Jovio and myself, a very happy birthday to you, even if it is belated. The thought is still there. We wish you all the best. In your new year, John Bon Jovi, you look like you're trying to say something. Oh, I just think uh, I'm thrilled uh, because I see such a huge future ahead of you. You're only 17. My God, you're a child. And, <laughs> but you are you, – you, you have this unmitigated talent that you have been blessed with that you can hone and sharpen and really make something of yourself. And you got this whole big path out ahead of you, and there's far more ahead of you than there is behind you. And I really hope that you'll take advantage of that and become this star if this is what you want. And Sorry, thank you so be, a, be, a, be a mentor to people and to – be something that people can look up to. I, I think that's great, and I'm just I'm happy for you. And as you know, the, the way that you just performed uh, "Rescue Me," uh, I, I see such potential for sharpening your skills and, and the maturation of your skills. And I want you to come back. I'm going to speak up for David now. 
because he's the one that books everybody. But I want you to come back here because we want to keep track of your career. I want to follow you from this point on to see how you're doing in one year, two years, five years. We want to know what you're up to. Yes, sir, definitely. I, I love coming back and uh, doing interviews at all my radio sh- interviews that I do, and it it's such a fun experience to get to talk to all of you, and I I just love it, so definitely. Well, we definitely look forward to having you come back. It's, as I was saying earlier, this is one of the things that really makes this show worth it for us. We really get a kick out of following our guests as their career develops, and they you know, they mature and build a build a more of a career as they go along. Uh, we've been doing this now for nine years, and uh, we have many guests who come back repeatedly uh, with new music and tell us how they're doing. We do follow them. Want to mention also that you're now part of our family, so we expect to hear from you. I mean, you know how family is, and uh, that's the way yes. we are. <laughs> we definitely want to hear more of you. I was curious though. Uh, in listening to Rescue Me and thinking of your influence from the great rock bands of the 70s and 80s, how did that influence you in writing Rescue Me? Well, actually, uh, while I was writing Rescue Me, I was in the middle of an anxiety attack. And so I sat down at my piano because uh, that usually calms me down. And with the length of the song is how long it took me to write that. And I was freaking out because I was recording it, but I didn't know if it actually recorded everything or if it was clear enough for me to hear the lyrics back. (laughs) Um, But uh, I got that all down in the uh, length of time that the song is now. And um, I really wasn't thinking about (laughs) any other band whenever I wrote it, but now that it, all put together. I I love uh, the guitar work that Simone Federley did. She is uh, from uh, Finland, and we collabed on that. I love his work on all his songs, and I think he did an amazing job. He's uh, got a lot of uh, classic rock influence also, and so I think he just threw a little bit of everything in there. Well, I have to agree with you on the guitar work. I was noticing that as uh, as we listened to the tune, uh, the instrumentation on it is really, really strong. You're right. He's done a, a fabulous job there. And I, I'm amazed. You, I, I've, I've been subject to panic attacks in the past myself, and I, I'm just looking at this, and you mentioned the time that it took you to write this song uh, calmed you from your uh, from your anxiety. And I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, that's amazing. She did that in three minutes, 38 seconds. Yes, sir. <laughs> Believe me, next time I have a panic attack, I'm going to call you. Uh, you've got to have the magic <laughs> touch there because uh, I was never able to get over them quite that quickly. But nevertheless, what have you got planned for the future? Um, hopefully going to a few more Josie shows. Uh, <laughs> uh I love the Josies. They're they're a second family to me, uh, every one of them. Uh, And also, hopefully, maybe future uh, Grammys or something like that. That would be uh, really a big goal for me. Sure. I don't blame you. 
I wish you all the luck in the world there, and I wouldn't be surprised to tune in the Grammys some night and see you up uh, up there on that stage. Definitely look forward to that. Again, keep in touch with us, and remember that page I have on Facebook there, the David Bowers Awards Groups page. Post up your new releases, anything else you've got to do with your career, you can post it up there. We'll pick it up and share it with our listeners across the other pages that we post to. Now we've got about one minute left, so I'm going to give you a chance to uh, to uh, tell the folks how they can find you online and get your music. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, on all social media platforms, you can find me under at Amrishay Music. That is A-M-E-R-I-S-H-A-Y-E Music. And on all music platforms where you can find my music at, uh, it is under at Amrishay Uh and I'm on all music platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, all of them. Fantastic. want to thank you so much for coming and spending time with us here today, telling us about yourself, your music, and your story. And we're going to listen now to a tune that is, uh, I'm told, a 2022 Josie Award nominee for Pop Single of the Year. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Amory Shea with Voltage.
2022 Josie Award nominee for Pop Single of the Year. Amory Shea is her name, and we thank her so much for joining us this week on the David Bowers Awards, as well as Chrissy Gammon. Both of you, so happy to have you here with us, sharing your music and stories. What a fun time it's been. Don't you think, John Bon Jovial? Oh, it's been a great show today and thoroughly enjoyed both of our ladies that were on with us. And uh, especially this last one, uh, Voltage, got a nice soulful uh, gospel kind of sound to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully she'll polish her image. Uh, well, not that her image needs polishing, but her style. And uh, she'll go far because she's just a young kid and she's got a long way to go in her life, and she's just she's going to have a good career. I, I feel yeah, she's going to have a good she's career. She's definitely got a good basis to build on. They both do. We look for much more from both of them. You can definitely hear Amory's gospel influences in that song. And with that being said, I want to thank our legendary listeners for joining us once again, and also you, legendary John Bon Jovial. Thank you for being no, here with welcome. us. We'll look forward to doing it again next week. Same time, same station. Be here. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, folks. You did it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we really sincerely are very grateful for your presence each and every week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on most major streaming services. On Anchor FM, this is kind of cool. You can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and their music by clicking the link at the end of this episode, and every episode for that matter, and making a donation. We would really appreciate it if you'd consider doing that. Be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards and join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday on WRFZFM. 106.3 in Rochester, New York. That's Rochester Free Radio at noon Eastern and on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and all the other morons here at the Radio Ranch, I am yours truly, the legendary John Bon Jovial, saying be good to each other, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.